0: Section 51 of A Book of American Explorers This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. A Book of American Explorers By Thomas Wentworth Higginson Book Eleven Part Three Captain Smith's Capture by Indians Three smith captured by the indians and now the winter approaching the rivers became so covered with swans geese ducks and cranes that we daily feasted with good bread virginia peas pumpkins and putchamans fish fowl and diverse sorts of wild beasts as fat as we could eat them so that none of our tuft affity humorists desired to go for england but our comedies never endured long without a tragedy, some idle exceptions being muttered against Captain Smith for not discovering the head of Chickahominy River, and taxed by the Council to be too slow in so worthy an attempt. The next voyage he proceeded so far that with much labor by cutting of trees asunder he made his passage, but when his barge could pass no farther he left her in a broad bay out of danger of shot commanding none should go ashore until his return himself with two english and two savages went up higher in a canoe but he was not long absent but his men went ashore whose want of government gave both occasion and opportunity to the savages to surprise one george casson whom they slew and much failed not to have cut off the boat and all the rest smith little dreaming of that accident being got to the marshes at the river's head twenty miles in the desert had his two men slain as is supposed sleeping by the canoe while himself by fowling sought them victuals who finding he was beset with two hundred savages two of them he slew still defending himself with the aid of a savage his guide whom he bound to his arms with his garters and used him as a buckler yet he was shot in his thigh a little and had many arrows that stuck in his clothes but no great hurt till at last they took him prisoner when this news came to jamestown much was their sorrow for his loss few expecting what ensued six or seven weeks those barbarians kept him prisoner many strange triumphs and conjurations they made of him yet he so demeaned himself among them as he not only diverted them from surprising the fort but procured his own liberty and got himself and his company such estimation amongst them that those savages admired him more than their own kiyugosaks the manner how they used and delivered him is as followeth the savages having drawn from george Casson, whither captain smith was gone prosecuting that opportunity they followed him with three hundred bowmen conducted by the king of pamonkey who in divisions searching the turnings of the river found robinson and emery by the fireside those they shot full of arrows and slew then finding the captain as is said that used the savage that was his guide as his shield three of them being slain and divers others so galled all the rest would not come near him thinking thus to have returned to his boat regarding them as he marched more than his way slipped up to the middle in an oozy creek and his savage with him yet durst they not come to him till being near dead with cold he threw away his arms. Then, according to their composition, they drew him forth and led him to the fire, where his men were slain. Diligently they chafed his benumbed limbs. He, demanding for their captain, they showed him Opuchanganoff, king of Pamonki, to whom he gave a round ivory double-compass dial. Much they marveled at the playing of the fly and needle, which they could see so plainly, and yet not touch it because of the glass that covered them but when he demonstrated by that globe-like jewel the roundness of the earth and skies the sphere of the sun moon and stars and how the sun did chase the night round about the world continually the greatness of the land and sea the diversity of nations variety of complexions and how we were to them antipodes and many other such like matters they all stood as amazed with admiration notwithstanding without an hour after they tied him to a tree and as many as could stand about him prepared to shoot him but the king holding up the compass in his hand they all laid down their bows and arrows and in a triumphant manner led him to oropax where he was after their manner kindly feasted and well used their order in conducting him was thus drawing themselves all in file the king in the midst had all their pieces and swords borne before him captain smith was led after him by three great savages holding him fast by each arm and on each side six went in file with their arrows knocked but arriving at the town which was only thirty or forty hunting-houses made of mats which they remove as they please as we are tents all the women and children staring to behold him the soldiers first all in file perform the form of a bisum, so well as could be and on each flank officers as sergeants to see them keep their order a good time they continued this exercise and then cast themselves in a ring dancing in such several postures and singing and yelling out such hellish notes and screeches being strangely painted every one his quiver of arrows and at his back a club on his arm a fox or an otter skin or some such matter for his vambrace their heads and shoulders painted red with oil and pocones, mingled together which scarlet-like color made an exceeding handsome show his bow in his hand and the skin of a bird with her wings abroad dried tied on his head a piece of copper a white shell a long feather with a small rattle growing at the tails of their snakes tied to it or some such like toy all this while smith and the king stood in the midst guarded as before is said and after three dances they all departed smith they conducted to a long house where thirty or forty tall fellows did guard him and ere long more bread and venison was brought him than would have served twenty men i think his stomach at that time was not very good what he left they put in baskets and tied over his head about midnight they set the meat again before him All this time not one of them would eat a bit with him, till the next morning they brought him as much more, and then did they eat all the old, and reserve the new as they had done the other, which made him think they would fat him to eat him. Yet in this desperate estate to defend him from the cold, one Mal Casseter brought him his gown, in requital of some beads and toys Smith had given him at his first arrival in Virginia. End of section 51